Creative Conversations. I'm Roger Humphrey. In this episode, I'm talking with Don Benson. Don is a singer, songwriter, luthier, and game inventor. Yeah, you heard that right, game inventor. We join in progress. But, you know, there was no, there was no, I, I didn't play any music in, until I was, I was a junior in high school and I met this guy and he could play the guitar. And I, and I look at him and I go, he doesn't seem to be really all that much smarter than me. And he <laughs> is, I don't think he's really any more gifted than I am at anything. And so he showed me some chords. So he showed me a few chords and, and then I started working at it. Well, I, late bloomer, like I say, it, and things come to me a little slower, but more surely. And so as, as it went, I, uh, from from a few chords and showing me how to strum and stuff like that and just making it real a real part of my life and I, and I would I would say to anybody that's listening to this broadcast that if you think you're not gifted and that you can't learn to play music or even write a song or something like that I believe you're mistaken it is within I mean I'm not gifted I am not gifted I am love it so much that I make it happen. And I, I, I would advise anybody, I don't care how old you are, if you really always wanted to learn to play the guitar or the whatever instrument, I would say get one that's decent and playable because we never had a playable instrument in my house when I grew up. It wasn't until I was in high school that I actually said, Oh, wait a minute, the strings aren't, we had a Hawaiian guitar, you know, how do you press those down? <laughs> you know, the strings are a quarter inch from the frets, right? Right, right. My mom and dad said, well, you got a guitar, it's right there, why don't you play that one, right? Well, they didn't know, I can't yeah, play them that Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I've seen that for, for many, many, many years, and uh, people are, you know, the, the nature of a child is to try anything and everything. And it's it's equivalent to you know taking a handful of mud and throwing it against the wall and see what sticks, and yeah. so so with a child, you know they try things and some things work and stick and and they enjoy and some things not so much so and that's that's the whole nature of being a child. What the parents see too often um, is their child who tries this and quits and tries that and quits and tries something else and quits. So when the kid says I want to play music, they go. Oh, no. <laughs> or if you're going to play, if you're going to play, if you're going to play guitar, I'm going to buy you a cheap one. and We'll see how you do with that, because we're not going to buy a good one if, for, for you just to quit again. And so I see some of these I see some of these yard sale specials coming to me and they're they're unplayable and untunable. And yeah. uh, and and when the parents say, well, when they learn how to play that one, then I'll get them a good one. They learn how to play that one. Get them in the Guinness book. Cause that, yeah. <laughs> that, that thing's a beast, you know, and, oh gosh, and yeah. it's, it's, and, and I don't mean to be snarky with the parents. They, they truthfully, they don't, they don't understand. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, if that child doesn't have a, a, a playable instrument, it, it really makes a, a, a huge difference working at, I worked at a music store for so many years and, and people would say, well, we don't have a guitar. Can you help us pick one out? And of course, parents are gravitating towards the cheapest thing on the rack, you know. And we sure. had a we had a couple there that were well under a hundred bucks, and they were and they were downsized. They were small size, fractional sized instruments. 
But we had a couple of others that were also fractional size that were probably 50 to 70% more money. And, and so I would pick up the cheap one and then I would pick up the expensive one and I would tell them, I said, well, here, hang on to these, you know, just, just, and take these. And the parents were like, well, I don't know anything about guitars. I said, you don't have to. And they would grab and immediately they would go, holy mackerel, the <laughs> the quality of difference in the neck, you know, was just, it, it, it was so obvious and so apparent. You know, I was selling the expensive ones on behalf of the store. I wasn't making any money on them. But on behalf of the store, I was selling these these to the parents. I did it. My selfish reason was it made me look like a hero because these kids could play fairly well because they had an instrument that was worth playing. But I had I've had people come in with guitars that that the strings were probably 112 years old, and you you felt like you needed a tetanus shot as soon as you picked it up, and right. uh, and and and, also- and and really really brittle. And I and I would tell them, you know, well you know, we need a new set of strings on this. And, you know, the strings are this much money and it costs this much money to have somebody put them on. And I actually had some lady yell at me. I mean, absolutely take me to task because she said, why would I put that much money into a set of strings? She said, it's got six strings on it. She said, besides, I only paid $5 for it at a yard sale. <laughs> well, we call them baloney slicers. Man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, it's it's it was it's it's brutal. So yeah, um, and 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 people people don't know, and I don't blame them for that. They they've, they've not been you know uh, informed. I mean, it's it's not that they're stupid or or uh, unintelligent in any way. It's just you know they've they've never really been around it, so they don't understand. And that I get because there are numbers of things in the world that a lot of people understand that I don't get. So <laughs> so oh, I'm, I'm I'm pretty. I'm I'm, I'm pretty too. sympathetic, you know, <laughs> but but uh, now, um, when did you start writing music? You know, I, I I kind of I would say probably somewhere around. You know, it was one of those things where you, you so lack of self confidence, lack of lack of believing in yourself, a lack of of uh, saying, well, to yourself, you know, you go, well, you're really not gifted, you know, you, how could you possibly write a song? Who do you think you are? Right. And But it, it, it just, it was, it's like almost spiritually, it like you would dog me and, and things would come to me, you know, like things that would come to me in rhyme. So once in a while around the house with the kids, we'd have like rhyme day. And so you would try to tell, try to speak in rhymes just for fun. Oh, yeah. During the day, you know, like a lot of different things were said in rhyme. And it was kind of fun. But, you know, and then just a little bit of study on theory, really kind of. But, but you know, it's, it's not necessarily what's written. It's what you feel is how it comes to me. And, and it was all. I would have to say sometime maybe in the, I don't know, maybe when I was maybe 25 or 30 years old, I kind of started fooling around with stuff like that. But, but most recently it's been, you know, it, it's an off and on thing. It's like, it's not like a something that I can go over and turn the spigot on and have it come out. It's, it's almost like, 
it just keeps coming at you a line or a a musical phrase in in your head that just it 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 won't stop <laughs> yeah you have to write the song you have to write the song to exercise it from it <laughs> just, <laughs> exactly right yeah it's it's, really, it's a spiritual thing for yeah. myself i mean i i don't know what uh well like what spontaneous it's also been spontaneous i had somebody working on the roof uh of a of one of the shops that i what is having built or i built myself really and then he was doing some roofing work and and i said well how's it going up there and he says well he says it's going pretty good i uh um uh, i have my plans and if they don't work i abandon them and i couldn't get to the house fast enough to write that song <laughs> i don't know if you checked it out on the um, the, no, I I don't I don't think I I listened to like three different ones I think but I don't think that was one of them. So okay, well, but, but yeah, it's, it's really and it would it wouldn't leave me alone. I mean, I just I couldn't get to the house fast enough. Sure. And, um, I don't know if you listened to my karma ran over my dogma. No, missed that one too. Well, my karma ran over my dogma was very similar in that uh, we were doing the Ann Arbor art show. And I was sitting there, and sometimes there's a lull in business, and sometimes you're just swamped. Sure. And there was a lull, and, and I saw this little person go by in a wheelchair with my karma ran over my dogma bumper sticker on the back of his electric wheelchair. Oh, my gosh. I grabbed my, I grabbed my book, and, and uh, boy, that came to me really fast. Uh and, I, I think some of the best songs do. Well, but then there's other ones, you know, like there's there's one that I've been working on for, oh my gosh, since 2014 or so. And you you play it and you say, okay, I got it. You know, I, I think it's just what I want. And then and then all of a sudden you go, wait, no, wait a minute. This word doesn't work here very well. I think I would like this word instead. And so it's another one of those things where it, where it, where it just comes at you and just won't leave you alone until you make the changes that I guess I, I, it's hard to explain. I, I think some might refer to it as more spiritually oriented than it is. Um, yeah, I would say you would have to call it spiritual. I, I well, it's, 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 it's not contrived. Um, and, and I, I it, that's, that's the thing you hear songs and it's, it's not just true today. It's, it was true when you and I were kids and it was tr true when our parents and grandparents were children that, that you hear certain songs and you can tell they were just, they're contrivances and, and, uh, you know, written by committee or somebody just, you know, I got, you know, somebody on deadline, I've got to write a song in the next 20 minutes. Let's see, what can I write about? You know? And yeah. <laughs> And 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 then then you hear the other ones that are, you know, spiritual, like you said, that just seem to come. I mean, uh, probably the most famous example of something like that would either be like the Rolling Stones Satisfaction or Paul McCartney's Yesterday, both of which were, you know, just, you know, struck them and 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 uh, 
uh, and became terrific songs. But they were not, you can call, you say anything else you want about those songs and songs like that. They certainly were not contrived. <laughs> you know, it was, it was more, more of a d divine inspiration, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, I, you know, I used to play uh, yesterday, but I really couldn't, couldn't, couldn't roll with the message. Oh, I, I found I, it's beautiful music, a mm -hmm. beautiful song. The lyrics just did not fit my way of thinking. And well, so, and I think that's true with a lot of music, though. I mean, we'll, we'll find some that will speak to us and, and speak quite directly to us and others that you just, you know, you, no, no matter what you do, no matter how you do it, it just isn't there <laughs> yeah, yes, so, yes. now i'm 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 fortunate in in that that i um play uh mostly instrumental music so i don't have to worry about the lyrics too much speaking to me and i and i don't compose i range but i don't compose um and i mean i have uh but you know i've written a lot of stuff and there's maybe, maybe, like maybe three that i will let people hear <laughs> so <laughs> you know it's 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 not it's not very good but but um uh because i play instrumental music i i am not burdened if you will by the meaning of words usually that's not that's not always the case uh but yeah. uh for ex for example um uh and and i can i can give you two uh fairly uh uh, quick, uh, humorous examples. One is, uh, I had, um, uh, a lady asked me one time if I was playing for her daughter's wedding. And she asked me one time if I could play the house of the rising sun. And I said, well, I can, but I said, do you know what that song is? I said, I won't. Do you know what that song is about? And she, she had never really paid any attention to the lyrics. And as soon as oh I explained, <laughs> as soon as I explained the song to her, she went, "Oh no, that will not do at my daughter's wedding," you know. <laughs> and 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 actually, I've had I've had uh, a, a similar request with 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 yesterday, uh, the Beatles yesterday, and it's like, yeah, everybody knows the opening line. If you don't know the, any words to the rest of the song, everybody knows yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away, and yeah. it just seemed seemed to be a, inappropriate to play at somebody's wedding. And, uh, uh, and I mean, it's a beautiful song, like you say. And then, and then, um, about three years ago, uh, without getting too deep into the woods here, um, uh, about three years ago, our house burnt down, and uh, and so, and so, I mean, it was it was a total loss, and we were the next fifteen months, you know, cleaning up the property and rebuilding, and that's I'm in that house now, and so when we moved into the house. Uh, I was going to kind of celebrate um, uh, with, uh, I was going to do an arrangement of and record uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Our House, which I thought would be really uh, appropriate until I realized that the opening line, you light the fire. <laughs> you, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I, I just don't think that that's. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> no, no. So, well, so I thought you know, that was going to come back and bite me. So so anyway, for the most part, I don't have to worry about lyrics, but there are times when I have to be somewhat mindful of these lyrics. Well, Ed, you know, speaking of such a thing, there the uh, a a four part guitar melody and arrangement that I came up with, and and I I played that 
over and over and over for several years now. And there are no lyrics that will come to me. I, you so, a lot of times when in writing, you know, you'll get a chord pattern going or something, you know, you're kind of moving right. along and, and you, and the lyrics will just pop into your mind, you know, Oh yeah. And it must be about this, you know, or that. And so, and you, and you kind of, but this one never ever gave me anything except the word river. Oh, not the, just river. It's unrecorded. Uh, I made an arrangement to uh, go to the recording studio sometime after the first of this year. And uh, definitely that's, that's one of the, I'm not a much of an instrumental guy, but sometimes music comes to you and you just can't deny. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And I, 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 I just like music, whether it's song or instrumental, depending if it's good music, it's good music. And, and so I don't have a problem with that. Uh, so yeah, so you've got a song named river sounds like it. And, and uh, so uh, that sounds, that sounds pretty cool. Well, so, when, after, after it's recorded, I certainly will share it with you and thank you and whoever else. Yes, for sure. Um, I've got, I've got enough material to do at least a couple more CDs. So that's great. I, uh, yeah. I, uh, most of it. Uh, now, do you, well, do you release these CDs? Do you sell these CDs? What? Uh, actually I'm sold out of them right now, but if anybody is interested in listening to any of my music, they could go to Reverb Nation. Right. Which is where I went. Don, mm -hmm. Yeah. Don Benson, late bloomer. Yeah. And most of my music will come up. There, right. there is also a, um, I'm on Pandora. If you go Don Benson, late bloomer, there's a, there's a channel. Oh, okay. The Don Benson Late Bloomer channel. And they play, they don't play all of my music. They just play about four of the songs off my CD. And, uh, but I share that space with, you know, lesser artists, you know, like Bob Dylan and <laughs> John Prime. <laughs> These other late bloomers. Yeah, right. These other late bloomers. <laughs> But it, it, it is it is interesting, too. It was a very shocking, actually, the wife and I were sitting here at the table. And, you know, you're always trying to think of ways to. I, I don't I don't really think of it as a promotion thing. I think of it more as sharing what's been gifted to me. Uh huh. Right. It, it's not. It, it's it's not a it's not a money thing. It's right. The, the spirit, so to speak, gives you this and. You want to share it. You you know, it's almost like, you know, you, you you find a good food or a good restaurant or something. You want to share it with people. And so right. I obviously want to share the music that's been gifted to me. Um, but anyways, you can check it out there for sure. Okay. Uh, uh, um, Reverb Nation. And, okay. and you'll probably find my karma ran over my dogma. <laughs> 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 and, and some others. So when did when did you start building instruments? I started building instruments about two thousand early two thousand two. Okay, so you've been uh, at it for a while. Been, yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've been I've been a maker of things all my life. Okay. Uh, 
my my dad had lots of tools and so we had tool uh, toys you know and we played with toys but it wasn't very long but i did that i discovered that tools you could make things and so i've always been a maker of things and you know it's another one of those things a friend of mine was a was a cabinet maker and he bought uh, uh, Campiano's book on how to build a guitar, and he started building guitars. And one time he said to me, he says, hey, Don, you want to build a guitar? I says, yeah, sure enough. And I I dropped everything wow. for two weeks. And I showed up in the morning, and I worked until late in the day. And then two weeks later, I walked out of there with a awesome guitar. That's awesome. More and and part of it is is that I would I never felt you know raising four children and living a self-employed lifestyle it felt selfish to go to the music store and buy a really expensive guitar even though I and so I always you know you 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 can tweak a cheapie sometimes. Not mm-hmm. all the time, right? But you can tweak them so that they can sound not necessarily sound so great, but play okay, right? And so that's what I did for a, a lot of years. But when, when I when he showed me how to build it, I was like, boy, I was on my way. And I started. And the funny thing was, is I moved from from building guitar. I moved to ukulele, and and I'm over at his shop, you know, and I'm showing him how I'm building this ukulele and. And going through the process, and he goes, you know what? Why are you building a ukulele? It takes just as much time to build a ukulele as it does to build a guitar. Why are you doing that? And I just found that the ukulele was, well, when you, like, we'd show up, you know, and guys say, hey, we're going to jam, you know, on Friday or something like that. And you show up, and there's an army of guitars, maybe a, a guy with a fiddle and sometimes a guy with a mandolin. But mostly guitars, and so you get this guitar overload. Kind of, you know, <laughs> so I'd show I'd show up with a ukulele, and after about three four songs, the guy'd turn and look at you and go, "What the heck are you playing over there?" It's the notes cut across the top, and all the guitars are down below, right? And it just really adds a sweet rhythmic sound, and so I started building ukuleles. And uh, I've built quite a few of those, uh, all solid wood, no kits. I've never used a kit ever in my life. I I find that, well, like I say, I find I I found a ukulele that I thought I really like the sound of this one, and it was an antique. So I measured it up and made something similar to it out of solid woods, and so that turned out really well. And I built a bazooki. And uh, which is an Irish type octave mandolin. Right. Done that. And my most recent creation is a hurdy gurdy. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, that was a real stretch of my ability to make things. There's so many parts that go into a hurdy gurdy. The, the, I mean, basically it's a, it's a, it's a, solid wood body of course with bracing and such but then there's the wheel and the keys and and it's really more uh very mechanical 
more mecha- more mechanical and more complex than what I figured. And, okay. and uh, but it, you know, and, and the thing about that instrument, I was at the Wheatland Music Festival, and I was in the luthier tent with, and uh, Brian Gallup invited me to be in there. And I was in there with my grandkids. I've showed my grandkids how to build ukuleles, and they both have. Uh, both, both two of my granddaughters have, and they turned out really nice as well. And it's it's a real joy to to look back now and see the pictures of them at that age building a ukulele and trusting them with. Of course, we've had we've had pencils and pens and paper and things in front of them since they were babies. Uh, you know, mom and dad both had jobs and and so those kids were with us because uh, we're self-employed. We could set aside the time and, you know, spend the whole day with those kids. Yeah, you can make it work. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. And uh, and so it's been uh, um, I love building things. And so that's that's where the musical instruments fall in is is building things. I've, I've also been a done artwork most of my life actually uh, until uh, in the last twenty five years I invented a game called Eclipse Ball. An Eclipse Ball is played on a volleyball court indoors or outdoors with rackets, and it's a team. Uh, co-ed racket sport. Uh, there's pages and pages about it. It's generally played in physical education classes across the country. And that's that's our main income now. And that allows us to the luxury of building instruments for people as well. Gotcha. Because to, to, to build instruments and, and sell them to make a living, I think that's that's a tough road. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's I I uh, uh, would would agree. I recently uh, interviewed a guy named Doug Birch who uh, builds mountain dulcimers, and yeah. and yeah. Uh, and I mean, and they sell, you know. But uh, you know, he's about as busy as he wants to be, which is not a lot because he's got some health issues, and uh, but. But uh, yeah, it's, I, I thought about it. I thought, well, you know, I, and like for me being, you know, being a guitar teacher more than a performer. I mean, I've performed obviously for many years, but uh, until I retired from that a couple of years ago, but, but as, as a guitar teacher, you know, I mean, there were times I'd make more money in a, in a day playing a couple of weddings than I would, you know, in a week or week and a half of teaching. So, I mean, the, the teaching, the teaching never really did, you know, you just have to learn to live with less. I mean, you know, if you're going to do this kind of thing. And uh, yeah. so it's, it's, but, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> I got to believe trying, trying to, trying to make a living as a, as a, as a luthier has got to be uh, a little tricky. And it's, it's interesting to see how many people are trying it right now. Uh, oh. Not, not only just guitars, acoustic guitars but the, the the people that are trying to build electric guitars and sell them and, and uh, I, each of my grandchildren when they turn 13 i build them an instrument okay and uh and so i've built a harp i built a couple of harps um uh, that that was for one of my granddaughters they're expensive to build are they I, oh my the all the 
accessories that go to building a harp are pretty pricey. Mm. I haven't built a banjo yet, and I don't know if I'm crazy about enough about banjos to build one anyways. But um, anyways, the uh, my, my granddaughter says, well, I want an electric guitar. And so I said, all right. So I, and I decided to build an acoustic electric with a smaller uh, body. And uh, instead of like most of the instruments I build, I do bracing and the bracing bends thin wood and holds it into shape. This one, I took a, a thick blank of wood and got out a chainsaw uh, accessory to an angle grinder and ground the thing out and, and hollowed it out and made a hollow body oh. electric and I I wondered about how well it played until I was at Wheatland Music Festival and somebody called, can I play this? And I said, yeah, sure, the amplifier's right there, just turn it on. And, you know, some people, he played that thing, and I'm telling you, you just, oh, wow. You just, the amazing amount of the way he played that thing. Because I didn't know, I mean, you know, sure, I can chord it, you know, and I, I play some of my finger patterns and stuff like that, sure. But to have put it in somebody who really knows how to play an electric guitar, I mean, he, he put that thing down, and he says, wow, this thing is awesome. <laughs> That's the only electric guitar I've built. That's cool. That's cool. So, so you're you're building guitars and ukuleles, um, and uh, now I, I'm assuming you sell the ukuleles as well, or you just make them for. Certainly, I I sell them, and I also I'd sell the hurdy gurdy because I think I'm going to build another one, <laughs> uh, much to my wife's chagrin. Probably, it's a the. Briefly, I'd like to say that they are the most persnickety and cranky instrument <laughs> I've ever run into. <laughs> That's funny. And the crank part is uh, intended. Sometimes the strings have a tendency to screech and make high pitch noise notes that maybe some of them are even beyond our hearing. <laughs> and, and it's a it's a combination of how much rosin the cotton that you put on the strings, the speed you turn the crank. Oh my God. It's, it's just, it's a fascinating instrument huh. in, in many ways. Um, it dates back to the 10th century and uh, th they were actually pre-pipe organ. There was no way to produce a continuous note until they came up with the hurdy-gurdy. And they oh. were large. They were large in cathedrals, and one person would turn the crank, and the other person would push the stops. Holy mackerel! And you could get a a real, you know, with the two drone strings, you could get this thing going inside a cathedral, where it would just be like whoa, 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 right? Uh huh. And so it'd be very inspirational, and and then as time went by, it reduced in size and became a street person's instrument. And uh, even as late as Mozart wrote music for the Hurdy Gurdy. Oh, that I didn't know. Yeah, I, I was surprised at the at that, and uh, 
but anyways, it's uh, it's that's been a real experience, and I, I guess the, you know, I I we don't sit much here. We're busy. We're busy people. We're always working on something. My wife has three gardens, and and we're 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 busy, you know, country people, uh-huh. and and we 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 maintain a. Uh, live and let live lifestyle and don't pass too many judgments on other folks. I really enjoyed getting to know Don and I want to thank him for coming on the show. And I want to thank you too. And I hope you'll come back soon to Creative Conversations with Roger Humphrey.